0: Welcome to the Soul Health Mentor Podcast with Nadia Kraus. Learn how to move your awareness out of your mind and into your heart so you can embody your divinity, experience joyous peace of mind, and create your most vibrant life by opening to receive your soul's sacred medicine. Hello, beautiful soul. Hello, strong heart. Hello, brilliant listener. Welcome back to Soul Health Mentor. In this week's podcast, I'm guiding you through a process that will illuminate the out of your mind and into your heart experience for you. It beautifully complements last week's episode where we talked about the three things you can do to cultivate happiness without positive toxicity. It's also an ongoing conversation. Soul Health Mentor is here for you to illuminate not just the out of your mind and into your heart wisdom, but also what it means to practice, embody, and understand soul health. I had recorded a previous episode where I talked about the four pillars of soul health. And then I always like to follow up a teaching with a guided process. So you can check those out. They are available to you either on the platform where you listen to podcasts. Or if you want to visit my blog for the show notes and the episodes, you can visit happywholesomelife.com slash blog, and you'll find everything there. So every month, there's going to be a teaching, a out of your mind and into your heart teaching to connect you with your intuition, with your inner guidance, with your inner teacher, How does what I say resonate in you? It's always about you. It's always about how this podcast supports you, nourishes you, nurtures you, but also inspires you, empowers you, uplifts you and illuminates things, topics that you might have not thought about before in that exact way. So when that is accomplished, then I have done my job well and I'm always elated to hear feedback on how the podcast is serving you. So I would love to read your review if that feels right to you on either Apple Podcasts. And if you're not an Apple user, you can go to Spotify. You'll be able to leave behind some stars Or you could leave me a review on Amazon podcasts. Alright, let's get into it. So before I guide you through the actual process, there's a little bit of connecting the dots that needs to happen for it to make sense to you. The four pillars of soul health are your spiritual body, your mental body, your emotional body, and your physical body it is all encompassing health on all levels and we could take it even further it also entails your financial health but that is a whole other podcast so let's just stick with the four pillars of soul health so everybody talks about what we need to do to take care of our body That is largely accepted in society. Everybody knows you need to exercise and eat balanced meals and you need to find a way to deal with stress, work-life balance, stress management. But talking about the other bodies is not common knowledge. And it's what I'm really passionate about. So I'm going to illuminate to you, with you, what an unhealthy mental body looks like. What a healthy mental body looks like. I'm also going to talk about what an unhealthy emotional body looks like and what a healthy emotional body looks like. And let's talk about an unhealthy mental body first. Because health that is defined by just the absence of disease without defining what optimal health actually means is not a context that i enjoy it is not how i view health i do not view health as oh i'm healthy as long as i don't get sick i view health as living life on purpose i'm bounding with vital life force energy and i live my life on purpose on every single level that is my definition of radiant health of soul health of all-encompassing health of out of your mind and into your heart wisdom because this takes intuiting this takes relationship with your body this takes stopping slowing down breathing and listening to your soul's sacred medicine to take care of you. So, an unhealthy mental body looks disharmonious, overreactive, nervous, anxious, egotistical, overanalytical, judgmental, critical, dramatic, chaotic, restless foolish arrogant and narcissistic a healthy mental body looks like harmony clear intention focus the ability to concentrate calmness serenity receptivity being observant, disciplined, non judgmental, non critical, intuitive, wise, intelligent, still, silent, positive, in tune with divine will, centered, internal, quiet, peaceful, and happy. Now I've talked about mind before, and all the different variations of mind. There's so much to explore when it comes to your mind that we cannot talk about it all at once. But let's just talk about the fact that you have a subconscious, a conscious, and a superconscious. You have five different brain states which I talked about in the last episode and I will continuously talk about these things. You have different brain waves. There's five there too. You have three different brains. The reptilian brain, the emotional brain, your neocortex and It is known that we as humans only actually are tapping into a very small percentage of our mind. There is the right brain and the left brain. The left brain is more analytical and more about facts and linear. And the right brain finds solutions creatively. Creatively. So when I talk about out of your mind and into your heart wisdom, to access your divine mind and your intuition, we're tapping into the right side of your brain. And we're tapping into a potential that is not wildly, widely. (laughs) That's what I wanted to say, (laughs) wildly, no, widely. Explored yet. You can see that when I mention the unhealthy mental body, that we can see these qualities in society. Disharmony, overreaction, nervousness, anxiousness, egotistical behavior over analytical that's that rational mind that's that left brain trying to figure everything out and you cannot solve a problem with the thinking that created the problem in the first place so that's troublesome and that's where the overanalyzing comes from because that left brain is just trying to figure it out figure it out figure it out but it takes out of your mind and into your heart wisdom to enter into the capacity of divine mind which is actually anchored in sacred neutrality and it just means having the capacity to understand and act and having the capacity to understand and act in new ways because the old ways haven't worked the rational mind can be judgmental critical dramatic chaotic restless foolish arrogant narcissistic and now we're going into the really unhealthy aspects of it. Divine Mind anchored in sacred neutrality is reached through contemplation, journaling, meditation and that's what's happening here right now. We are contemplating, we are stopping, slowing down, breathing and listening something new and when you enter into that space of divine mind when you access this out of your mind and into your heart wisdom then you will feel your mental body harmonizing you will sense a clear intention forming in your mind you will be able to focus concentrate There's a calm washing over you, a serenity washing over you. You're receptive for new ideas. You're observant to how my words resonate within you. You're devoted, disciplined. Some people have a problem with the, like the relationship to discipline is not the best. And that's totally okay. Think of it as devotion, devotion. You're devoted to yourself. You're devoted to taking care of yourself. And right this moment, it's the devotion of having a healthy mental body. And when you come into this space of divine mind, there's this neutrality. So there's more of an observer mode going on where you can be non-judgmental, non-critical towards yourself first. And when you can do it for yourself, you can do it for others more easily. A healthy mental body has access to intuition. And I love the word intuition. Because you are intuition via your higher self when you are connected to the healthy expression of your mental body. Then you can experience yourself as wise and intelligent and still silent, positive, in tune with divine will or divine mind, centered You're internal. You're not so reactive. You respond instead of reacting. You can be quiet, peaceful, and happy. Now doesn't that sound wonderful? And doesn't it become so much easier when we actually talk about the unhealthy expression of a mental body? Let's just talk about the mental body, the emotional body, the spiritual body, and the physical body will follow. Because just because we know how we're supposed to take care of our physical body or our finances, it doesn't mean it's happening. So let's look at the root causes of being the cause of sabotage. All right, let's talk about the emotional body. What does an unhealthy emotional body look like? It will indicate a feeling of heaviness caused by pent-up emotions it finds the expression of addiction abuse abuse that is experienced can harm the emotional body to such an extent that addiction is the means to medicate the pain the emotional pain Addiction, abuse, codependency and enmeshment. People pleasing in an attempt to feel safe. People pleasing in an attempt to feel safe and secure and to not be harmed. To people please is a control mechanism that is used by children that are experiencing either abuse in their families or are highly energetically sensitive or have become highly energetically sensitive because there's a lot of fighting going on, there's just a lot of disharmony going on in the family, there's a lot of problems and the child just doesn't feel safe and any child just wants to please their parents so people pleasing is in its deepest root cause, a way to feel accepted, to feel like you belong, and to also feel safe and secure. Because when I please, that I don't make anybody angry. An unemotional, un- no, an unhealthy emotional body has a lot of reactivity in it. So that's where the word trigger comes from and I have a very very healthy relationship with the word trigger because I first learned about that word learning emotional brain training back in 2011 2012 but now this word is widely used and it's kind of used in a very unconscious manner much like the words narcissist and yeah I'm triggered. But reactivity in your emotional body just indicates that it's an unhealthy emotional body and it triggers easily because it feels so unsafe and it feels like there's harm coming. So it's very important to understand this the proper way. An emotional body that is not healthy has a lot of suppressed energy there's a lot of numbness and victimhood as well and while there might be a really true and real cause for that experience of victimhood because of abuse in childhood when we grow up we have the power to reparent ourselves we become The parents we wish we had and we heal. And that is our response ability. I like to pull that word apart. You have the ability to respond. And you can choose to stay stuck in victimhood. Or you can choose to heal. It's always your choice. Victimhood is a very painful place to remain in. And while it seems like the more comfortable thing to do, it actually takes more life force energy of you to maintain the status of being a victim than actually taking steps forward to heal and empower yourself. So now let's talk about what a healthy emotional body looks like. It expands and contracts with energy and breath breath work is really valuable for your emotional body it's energetic self-reliant clean it runs a clean clear current that's that brain state number one i mentioned in the last episode when you have a clean clear current you can feel joy and joy is very different than happiness Joy is actually not dependent on your outer circumstances. You can experience joy when seeing the sunrise even though you might be in a currently negative situation in your life. You can still experience that joy. A healthy emotional body is flexible It can go with the ebb and flow of life and especially the ebb and flow of emotions. So it doesn't get attached to one emotion and a human being that is healing their emotional body is learning tools that helps them heal. And the two tools that I want to mention here is emotional brain training and emotional freedom technique also referred to as tapping. So that's always something you can do for yourself and cultivating a healthy emotional body. It takes learning to experience and express feelings because you cannot heal what you cannot feel and you cannot change what you cannot see. And that's why I'm outlining so clearly today what the two aspects of unhealthy and healthy actually mean when it pertains to your emotional and mental bodies and specifically I want to talk about tools that or practices that will help you experience a healthy mental body. I've already kind of mentioned it dispersed throughout the episode but I just want to sum up So reflection contemplation meditation and breath work will support your emotional body and your mental body they very they very much tied the two aromatherapy can really help you lift your spirits and they can help you disrupt negativity so it's important to utilize and implement these tools so you can learn to sit with silence and stillness. So a lot of people, I would say society at large, tries to run away from their emotions but emotions cannot be suppressed. That's an unhealthy emotional body. We can suppress it but At one point, we explode, and then that's the trigger. That's the rage and the anger, and we don't actually even know why we're so angry because there's something deep underlying all of it. I already mentioned emotional brain training, emotional freedom technique, or also tapping. Breath work is something that I'm discovering right now, and it's powerful. It is powerful. I recently experienced a workshop, a breath work workshop and there was so much grief locked into my system even though I know about these tools and I apply them doesn't mean that I don't need additional help as well and someone showing me how to utilize a new tool or how to go deeper with the tool so I did this workshop and it was a guided workshop it was two hours long But man, did I feel such a beautiful, clean, clear current running through my system. I hadn't felt in years, in all honesty, it went really, really deep and it took care of a lot of gunk that I was still holding on to. Your emotional body also responds really well to singing and chanting and drumming and dancing and taking a bath, swimming. All of these support you in allowing yourself to feel your feelings and to learn how to express them as well. So now I want you to settle in for the guided process. The guided process of out of your mind and into your heart wisdom. The guided process that will activate your out of your mind and into your heart experience. Let's begin with your spiritual body. Because we are talking about soul health after all, soul is number one. Soul is the divine spark that you are incarnated into a human body. So your soul, your spiritual body is going to ask you to honor your true nature. Now that is a tricky request because we as a society at large have been taught and conditioned to not be ourselves. So I want you to take a moment to reflect, contemplate, and meditate on this question. Do you remember where, when, and how you first learned to disown a gift, a talent, your soul, you, your personality has. And this might be the gift of truth telling, of just knowing things as a child and speaking it out loud, fiercely, and learning very, very quickly that the truth wasn't welcome learning very very quickly by the conditioning of our parents and they do this not to harm us it is i'm saying these things not because we are here to blame our parents of course not they did the best they could and once you know better you do better and times change we are evolving As we are reclaiming our gifts as adults, adults are learning to parent their children differently. So it all comes full circle. But typically, we might have learned that telling the truth is rude and we don't do that. So there is this disconnect happening an unconscious disowning of our gifts because our gifts are not welcome. And this is just one example. There are many. And when do you remember where and how you first disconnected from the source of love, from the source of divine love, So you could remember something from your childhood where you did not feel loved by your parents and maybe that led to you believing that you are not worthy of love and that belief disconnects you from source, the source of divine love. What part of you does not feel worthy of love. And you don't have to have answers straight away, you can always come back to this process, re-listen to it as many times as you need to, wish to, want to, desire to. Let's move on to your mental body. Your mental body is going to ask you to devote time to stopping slowing down,
1: breathing,
0: and listening in silence and stillness. And this can be done just like you're doing right now with a guided process. It will help you stop, slow down, breathe and listen, or you could do it sitting in nature. And in this silence and stillness, the the energetic quality of silence and stillness and contemplation and reflection and meditation i want you to contemplate what are the belief systems that either take you closer or further away from the source of your primal power primal means original your original power which is divine love you are love you are source you are divine spark what are the belief system systems that either take you closer or further away from this source your mental body is going to ask you to sit in silence and stillness and to not run away from the thoughts that you have but to learn to look at them in sacred neutrality so you can rewire the thoughts and the belief systems that no longer serve you. You have to come into stillness and silence to detect them. If you don't detect them consciously they run at tape subconsciously and that tape is always running and sabotaging your best efforts. So it's, again, it might seem like it's easier to avoid this, but it actually takes way more life force energy to uphold belief systems that no longer serve you. Let's come into the emotional body the emotional body is going to ask you to give yourself permission to feel and it will remind you that you cannot heal what you cannot feel so I want you to contemplate what are the ways you have punished or hurt yourself so that you do not feel worthy of love. It is a paradox. It's strange to understand that we do this on a subconscious level, that when we have experienced abuse or a a lack of presence or feeling neglected, we turn that all against ourselves. We feel subconsciously that we are unworthy of love and that we deserve to be punished and we are deserve to be hurt so we turn on ourselves and it's very, very strange, this mechanism and now we're shining the light of awareness on it and you reflecting the ways you have punished or hurt yourself so that you do not feel worthy of love it's like you calling yourself out And you can say, is this really true? Is it really true that I'm not worthy of love? You can call it out and you can reclaim it and retrieve it. You are worthy of love. You are not broken. You are lovable. You are loving. You are love. Thank you so much for being here today and experiencing the out of your mind and into your heart wisdom of aligning all of who you are, every single body aligned into a healthy expression. Come back to this guided process anytime you feel out of alignment, you feel uneasy, and next week I have a really special interview which is best summarized as sobriety's sacred medicine with Jacqueline Morasco. I will see you then. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Soul Health Mentor Podcast with Nadia Kraus. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are playing.